0: everybody. It's Marsha Hoffines. You know who I am, the host of the Storytellers Podcast. And I am back again with Renee Novello to talk a little bit more about um, her journey, the the journey with microdosing. Um, if you listen to Pod 1, um, you'll know where we left off. If you haven't listened to it, I highly encourage you to go back and tune in to our conversation Um, You don't necessarily need to listen in order, but I think it will give some context to where we're going today on our journey. So you know the drill, grab your pods, grab your favorite Bev. I'm going to just start uh, shortening all my words today and uh, welcome aboard. Here we go. Marcia, We're back. (laughs) We are back. Although, you know, it's so funny. Every time I sit down with you, I'm like, we never left. I just feel like this always, you know what I found the other day? I found our little prosperity junkies.
1: um,
0: You know, I kind of, I kind of look at what we were doing there and what we're both doing now. And it's basically, we were on the path. We were going there. We knew it. Yeah. Yeah, the timing we were, was not right, which is fine because that's okay. But we were going there, and we knew it.
1: Yeah, it was a fun experiment. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. I still see those pictures pop up too that we took outside. The so cute! I know.
0: We're like, hey, we're cute. We were super cute. We didn't yeah, know what the fuck we were doing, but it was good. Oh, yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so we've we've talked we talked a lot about. um your journey to finding um, microdosing the experience for you um, what led you there and also what what drew you to become a a guide and um, I think the other part of the conversation that we wanted to dig into a little bit is, you know, how this plays a role in this topic around self worth and it's a big one because I think a lot of us struggle with our worth, whether it's um, how we value ourselves monetarily for our services, what types of relationships we feel like we um, deserve, um, having gratitude for things that we have in our life already. And I I wanna um, explore this with you today.
1: I would love to this is yeah some, yeah these topics are some of my favorite actually yeah to get into
0: yeah so jump in yeah, where do you want to start yeah. with it oh my gosh okay so
1: I just first of all have a dog snoring in the corner and I have I have my earphones on but you know
0: Headphones. But do you know what? Zoom, Zoom has actually gotten a little bit of their shit together because my dogs can be going, going crazy in the background and half the time people don't even hear it. So okay. whatever they've done, they've done well because it cancels good. out some background noise. Don't worry That's about good. it. Let's go. Just, and even just, if it is, it's fine. Yeah. It's Let a nod dog... to
1: realness. A nod to realness around here.
0: And you know what? That's what this is all about. I mean,
1: exactly. So. Exactly. So yeah. So the topic of self-worth is one that I've been exploring myself I've been observing just how that plays out just noticing I'm noticing in particular um with women that I've worked with and I've been around it's like an area that we can be so unconsciously programmed to just be Um, So like not really see our strengths or apologize for them or feel lesser than in so many, so many areas. Mm -hmm. And that really, you know, I've been on my own journey with kind of looking at this for myself. And it makes me sad when I see this happening, where it's like, this sense of like, oh, you know, but I'm not, but you know, I'm, who am I to do that? Or, you know, that's, I'm not good enough to do that or something along those lines. Right. And it's like, it, I always like to go back to what's underneath of this. This is my, uh, astrology. This is in my chart for sure. Like I have a lot of Scorpio energy. So I'm always looking at like the healing underneath, like the the hidden layers underneath and, You know, I think these areas that show up, however they show up for people really go back to a time when we were really young, where we learned how to Mm self-abandon and we did it for really good reasons. We did it because we needed approval, attention, love, you name it, acceptance into the community or with our loved ones. And there was parts of us that perhaps people were other people were uncomfortable with. And so we got a lot of that messaging of being too much, or that's not the way we do it, or, you know, let's keep you just kind of neat and tidy in this area because that's what I'm comfortable with as your caretaker. And so all these messages that we get when we're really, really young that really shape us even as full-ass, full grown ass women, you know, where we're just like apologizing or dimming, dimming down. And I've been exploring kind of going back to that, you know, some of that I'll say wounding or, you know, some of that kind of stickiness within myself. And it's like, huh, that's interesting because actually those were some of my favorite parts of myself, (laughs) you know, my, my spontaneity, my creativity, (laughs) my way of doing things that was outside the lines, you know, and all of that. And I, you know, just been really noticing for myself how that has kind of translated throughout life. And, you know, the thing is like that little me or that, you know, part of me, like she was a badass and she knew shit and she knew what was up. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of introducing the idea of allowing her to have, uh, you know, a voice again, allowing her to explore herself more and more. And I think that's part of the beauty of this age, right? Because I'm totally middle of life. Like, I'm like, hey, like, I don't have to worry so much about maybe what people think, or it's just kind of like a natural, I think, rite of passage. I think when you get to this point where you're just kind of like, Yeah. Let's just try that on and see, you know, so the self-worth piece for me is just such a trans, it's such an area of opportunity for transformation because literally it's all happening within us. We don't have to wait for someone else to give us permission. We don't have to wait to go back to, for anyone else, we just can lead with our own kind of intuition about like, oh, well maybe I, yeah, maybe I am actually a really artistic creative person. and I just somewhere along the line got the message that that wasn't safe or good enough. What do you think?
0: Wow. <clears throat> so many things do I think? <laughs> I mean, I could I'm I'm I look at so much of what creates this big conversation around imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. it it pulls into everything that you're talking about right now. Um, so I'm going to tell a little story because gosh, it's storytellers. So storyteller yes, podcast. So what's do. a good, what's a good pod without a little story. So I'm coaching uh, his CEO. He runs his own company. He's run his own company for 20 years and he and his wife have a tendency to hang out with like billionaires. Like that's the crowd he runs in. And for the past year, he's always got this like malaise around these people he's like you know they're just not interesting and it's this really interesting conversation right because society the world wants us to believe that these people who have all this wealth are really some of the most interesting smartest people out there right Mm. um And this is all going to tie into self-worth, right? So we then start, and this is, this is one of the things that he dabbles in with his imposter syndrome is he's not one of the billionaires in the room. So how can he possibly be doing things the right way? He's Mm -hmm. clearly, he clearly in his mind, one of his conversations over the past year was I'm clearly doing something wrong. And my challenge with him as his coach is, are you though? Right? Why do you think this? Like, where is this coming from? So we go to this whole like process and he, um, I just coached him the other day and he was like, so everything came full circle for me. Um, I was in Cabo with my quote unquote friends and I was sitting there and I'm like, wow, this is, these are not my people. And he's been trying so hard to Prove himself to them that mm-hmm. he was worthy, that even though his company isn't the billionaire, billion-dollar business, it's still worthy enough. And all of a sudden, he had this huge connection to what he was doing with this, with his company and trying to convince customers and clients, like of how big his philosophy is and how big his brain is, to this direct correlation to. Um, his worth as it pertains to his checking account and all of a sudden he took a step back and realized that it was better for him to like he is the smart I mean this this gentleman he's brilliant right and he leads it's all people first like when I say one of the more extraordinary leaders that I have worked with in the past year and I've worked with many truly empathetic truly like people first Let's make like people, all whole person. But because of this, because that's not how everybody else is doing it to get to their millions. He's like, what am I doing wrong? And he tied it all the way back to when he was a kid, his parents used to bet on his report card. Like he's like, I was dumb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I, so they would bet like, is he going to get any A's? Is he going to get a B? Like, like they literally were wagering, He's like, so I've always, I've carried forward this thing of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. So let me prove to everybody how freaking smart I am. And I, I like to share this story because Renee and I are sitting here, um, you know, kind of almost on this opposite side of like the corporate world, right? Actually the very opposite side of this corporate world, Mm -hmm. providing tools, doing service for people that are kind of. I would say, mm, leading the majority of the people who work in corporate America, right? Mm. So these softer skills are starting to need to come in. And these deep awarenesses of where did this inconsistency, where did this belief come from? Ha- it has to start happening so that we can evolve and go to the next place. And worth and imposter syndrome are directly correlated because what's imposter imposter syndrome is the same thing. Like, who am I to mm-hmm. do this? Um, which also leads me to, you know, I'm planning um, my yearly storytellers event. And I'm telling you, like, I act like a wild child in this room. Like you've never been present for storytellers, but like, I come, if you've seen some of the pictures, you see, I'm like dancing around the room. We are doing things and people just sit there and look at me. Like, I want that. Like, I want yes. that freedom. And I'm also going to tell every single person that's listening and that's up in the room, like, it takes a lot of work for me to keep showing up that way, because that's who I am as my inner child, right? I used to party it out in my room. I had my microphone. I was freaking Madonna on the stage, right? That's who I love to be. But along the years, people have told me that I needed to not be so big. I couldn't be that loud. I needed to calm down. If I wanted to be a yoga teacher that was taken seriously, I needed to be a little bit more serious, all of these things. Hmm. Right. So, but for me, you know, I was just sharing with Renee that I just had this Oracle reading and she said something, she was like, oh my gosh, you just need to have fun and let yourself be free. I'm like, dude, thank you. Of course. I'm just going to be me. Right. And you actually commented on a, a picture that I took of myself the other day. And you're like, ah, there she is. And I do, I feel like I'm finally like back to this, like here I am again. And I know I lost it. For several years, because Mm -hmm. well, and we won't have the conversation about the person that we were talking about, but people can beat the shit out of you, particularly when they know exactly the place to go in and like poke you, you know? And I let it happen. Like I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, they did this to me, but I let it happen because when you are in this place of not feeling worthy, it's easy to allow others to take advantage of you energetically, emotionally, all the things.
1: Very true. Very
0: true. So one of the things that we talked about on the first sesh that you and I had together was how your journey with microdosing has allowed you to become more present. And my curiosity with that is how has this presence allowed you to see yourself more clearly?
1: Yeah, I love that question. That's an interesting one. Because I think that now... I would say that I, you know, have through self-development through certain things in my life, always trended towards self-awareness, probably more than the average, right? Like Mm -hmm. kind of just a natural thing for me to be sort of self-aware, but being self-aware and being really present are very different things. So Mm -hmm. I was like able to kind of get to that side of like feeling in the moment and feeling like I could literally relax into the moment because I am going in my mind. I have a very active mind. I have a very creative imaginative mind. I'm usually like, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot of times I am up and out of my body. Like I am, I like, I don't have a ton of uh, grounding energy naturally uh, for various you know, just kind of how I came in. So this was an interesting thing to start to to notice is that I was having more ease in the present moment with the assistance of microdosing, where before, like, I feel like I was self-aware, but it was different. It wasn't like, I could still be self-aware, but I could be like completely kind of not present, right? Not, not in that moment. And, you know, there's certain areas of life right where we're just not you know it's not our favorite right like the mundane things of being a a domestic mother type of role you know which is like the you know my primary my primary thing um you know a lot of that I was like feeling really burnt out on at this point you know um so it just kind of helped me to come into this place of with intention being more present and being able to double down on that presence and feel like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like, I don't have to run from this. I don't have to imagine my way out of this and escape. I can I can be present and I can have a really good time while I am doing the you know dishes and the laundry and sweeping cat litter. And, oh, by the way, my child is having a difficult time emotionally. Ooh, this is a little hard for me to hear. I can still be present. And it just kind of, it, it, it bridged a gap for me where before I feel like I was trying really hard, but I was almost trying too hard. And that kind of immediately took me out of what was happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been a really profound thing. Like I'm just more comfortable if that makes sense in the present moment.
0: Yeah. So I think about presence, like I think about meditation practice and I think about self-awareness the same, right? So we have internal self-awareness and then we have external self-awareness and we should be practicing both. And sometimes we master one and we don't master the other. So we have like this imbalance, like we worry too much on the external and not enough on the internal, or we're worried so much about the internal that we are totally forgetting to pay attention to what people on the outside are, how they're seeing us. Right. And Mm -hmm. our, how we're coming across and having that type of self-awareness, like feedback. And what I think about meditation is if And I've watched people actually do this in my life where they get so into their uh, meditation practice that it almost like they can't interact with people on the outside anymore. Yeah. Because they think that they've reached some self-awareness moment that they're better. Right. And I think about this as it pertains to when you were talking about like you were witnessing and watching yourself be in maybe a depressive state for a little bit too long and how the the process of allowing yourself to use microdosing as a way to calm that internal chatter or the internal disturbances and the physical sensations that come along with that. So you could be in a meditative, I I look at presence as being in a meditative state with what you're doing, because you're just concentrate, like meditation is concentration, right? So if you study it, you understand you first concentrate on an object. So what, what are you doing? What is presence? You're just concentrating on the person in front of you, or you are fully present with them. If the body is disturbed, if you don't have external self-awareness, if you are otherwise fighting in your mind, we can't have presence. That's right. Right. And if we can't have presence and if we can't be self-aware, then how can we have any self-worth? Right. So I just look at this like as another beautiful like modality. For us to explore. How each one of us is going to respond to like a different tool, a different regimen to get us to the place where we can be present because if we're present like as I'm sitting here talking to you I know I fully see you you fully see me I feel like I can be any way I need to be I don't have to hide myself because through you being whole you allow me to be the same way yeah right and there is no judgment so I just I know I keep bringing it back to your journey with microdosing because because I really feel like Um, As I was thinking about our conversation today and I was thinking about self-worth and I'm thinking about what gets in people's ways, like, and I know this from training and teaching yoga for 20 plus years. If the body is disturbed, we are unable to use any of the tools. Meditation won't work. Breath practice won't work. Yoga will not work. You can run as long as you want to, but you're running from you're you're not running from you just running. You're not getting clarity on anything, right? Right. If you can't, if you're if you're not clear, you can't sit and write clearly in a journal, right? You can't process your emotions correctly. So, I just you know talk to me about that. Like, well, that's
1: you're bringing up a really good point because one of the most important parts of this is the integration as Mm -hmm. as they say in the microdosing or psychedelic community really so you know there's this um very different energy obviously which we talked about in the first episode about you know intention setting intention not doing this just for some sort of escape or you know i mean sure it helps with focus it helps with attention like there's a lot of corporate people that are microdosing just to, to dial that in. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, very big, you know, thing. This is a little different because this is what, what I'm speaking to has a component of integration, which is a conscious effort on reflecting on your emotional landscape throughout the experience, being, allowing things to come up and, and again, you know, reflecting on them. And that's a, big distinction because you are going to have a more lasting long-term effect if it is again your intention to create new neural pathways and connections right so when you know when you have something that is kind of allowing you to be more of an observer and to be more like watching wow that's interesting that I had that experience today in that way and not judging it right because that's the other side as we spiral into judgment about stuff we you know reflecting and integrating is a huge part of this practice that makes it a lasting modality that is again in what I usually depending on you know obviously very individualized and in how that person presents and what they experiences but I I think there's absolutely, to your point, a somatic component, whether it's even just walking and reflecting or, you know, having some sort of movement sort of combined with the journaling and the reflecting. Because some people, you know, it is really hard to get out of your own way and to clearly hear what's coming through. And it's been an interesting month of working with someone and, and, you know, I have to say it's really also something that is curious to me and you made a, a post about something to this effect where um I I've talked to more men than women at this point and I find that so fascinating and I think that there's a lot you know I, I don't know maybe there's a lower barrier of entry for men with this kind of thing like it's more talked about there's more like bro type podcasts and things like that out there about psychedelics and hacking and all that kind of stuff so anyway that's another kind of tangent but I think that it what was interesting with this one man that I've been working with is he was, You know, going through a transition and a disruption in his life recently, a major, you know, ending of a relationship, he was really already on his way of, um, I mean, by the time you call somebody to ask them for help with microdosing, you're pretty much already aware that you're ready for some transformation and you're like, you know, like you're already on the path. But he, you know, it was really interesting because he was, he, he was a self-proclaimed, you know, ADHD brain very difficult time settling very difficult time being present and so you know i you know meeting him where he was at was really fun and, and actually like what it's all about because it was like he wasn't gonna sit down and do a yoga practice like he wasn't gonna you know yeah you know it, but he did do some writing and he did do some reflecting in his own way and it's like it's all it's all beautiful and it's all for that person however they need it to be right So it's just an interesting thing to see with, um, you know, how people are ready for something. And then the other side is also having that space to really receive it, to really let it sink in and not just be like a flash in the pan, quick fix kind of a, you know, thing. And I think that that's really what's exciting about the potential overall of, of utilizing something like microdosing is that there's real lasting potential there.
0: Yeah, I um you said so many things that I want to talk about. Um <clears throat> I'm going to start with the barrier to entry, right? So I look at it like this. I think we have created a culture where self-care for men it's just things that they do and for women it's self-care right Mm -hmm. so men go to the gym and work out they just do it a woman goes that's her self-care time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I'm curious about it that's just an observation like I may not be right and I also think you brought up something else too like how many women out there are actually having these conversations? Not many, like you're right. Most of the conversations around this stuff are on more, I don't know, podcasts with men. I mean, they might be interviewing and talking to women, but it's, 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 it's like the, still this, I don't know if we want to call it masculine energies leading and and we're, Mm -hmm. but, and slowly transitioning to more of the feminine energy coming in as we know. And it's, Hard. Because every time I hear I get I have like this visceral reaction, right? Like, I focus on women. I focus (laughs) on coaching women. And I have mainly men, which is fine, right? Like, yeah, strange, but that's just the way it is for every five proposals I send out to a woman I might get one back. But if I send one out to a man, I get it. It's like back. It's just well, that in and it of itself is very, it's
1: very interesting. And yes. it's very much, I think even tied back to what we were originally talking about, mm-hmm. about what's acceptable, yep. what, you know, like for a yes. woman to maybe it's the money spending yes. on herself. Maybe it's the, like, I'm not worthy to do this for myself. Yep. Like,
0: I'm taking away from my family. Yes. Not,
1: yes. There's so much baked in there.
0: <laughs> I, I actually have, again, coaching conversation, but I have many of them every giving week. And they typically are always perfectly timed when I have a podcast interview. But, you know, I've been working with this one woman for like a year and she's finally like doing the things that she needs to do to take care of herself. Like I'm not that, I'm not a health coach. I'm not a health and wellness coach. I mean, I mean, I can dabble in it because yeah. I know. And I, I always say to everybody, I'm like, I know enough to be dangerous, but you really want to go talk to, you know, a professional nutritionist. You want right. to talk to a physical therapist. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I know, I know enough. And typically I'm right, but go, right. <laughs> no, it's true. Nine out of 10 it times. I'm, I'm right. That's why I laugh. <laughs> but you finally, yeah. you know, <laughs> It's been fascinating to watch her journey in particular, because I'll watch her start to do the things and things I'm like, Ooh, she's doing it. And then all of a sudden, and we know healing looks very squiggly and it's all over the place. And, um, but when I see the women that are like ready to go, they freaking go all in. And it's like, no, I, I almost feel like <laughs> I'm going to make a really bold statement right now. <laughs> that's what we work here for Marcia. i know but i really feel statements. i feel like sometimes when women commit to their own healing they're afraid that it means that their relationships are going to fall apart and by their relationships i mean maybe their relationships with their husbands or relationships to their families and i might say yes <laughs> that that might happen and it does happen um and that's okay but we're so scared of that as the failure point in our life like because we get we don't want to be. And I'm not saying that every time you choose personal growth, you're going to end up in divorce or whatever like that, but you do lose relationships. It does happen because you're changing in a different direction than the people around you. And if they can't keep up and that's, I am going to say it that way. If they can't keep up, it's hard because then you're dragging them along with you. Yes. I mean, I had, I've, Many of you know this about me, and I guess if you listen back to some of my very early conversations that I've had, like, I don't have the strongest relationships with people in my family. Like, I did not speak to my mother for months before she died. I did not speak to my father, but doesn't mean that I don't love them. And I was doing that for my own, you know, let's talk about self-worth. Let's talk about, like, abandoning yourself. Like, the more I stayed integrated into those conversations, the more I was allowing myself to be treated in such a way that was allowing me to stay stuck in patterns that did not serve me. And it does not mean that I didn't love my dad does not mean I didn't love my mom. And I don't blame them. That was what they were able to do. They didn't have all this stuff available to them that we do now. Right. For sure. So, So you got to, at some point, prioritize yourself. And I do feel like for whatever, and I, and I don't, I said gonna be a wishy-washy comment like I feel like men have a really an easier time doing that for themselves but when I see
1: it's, it's kind of you know kind of what I'm and I think it has to do with it kind of depends right in that in that way but you know there's I don't know what it is but it's exciting to me because I feel like I don't know maybe from my own unique lens it's like all this sort of revival of women coming back to themselves and back to their, their essence, so to speak. But I also think the men are ready for it too. I think the men are ready for healing and they're not given a lot of credit and that's, you know, there, or there's a whole big blanket sort of thing out there about that. And that really isn't the reality that I'm seeing, you know, I mean, of course it's, it's, I think it's encouraging to see that people are, across the board, ready to take responsibility for the things that are going to ultimately make them happier, make them have a more abundant life, right? And, you know, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's like, I don't, it's like our, it's, a, it's like our habit feeling state, right? Like our habit energy controls so much. Like you can see people you can all think, we can all think of people who are running on a habit energy that is really negativity, that Mm -hmm. is drama, Mm -hmm. that is like, oh, like, I'm just going to stir the pot. And and this is exciting to talk about because it's other, it's gossip, it's other people, it's things like that. And then I think we're kind of getting more and more like turning the corner of like, oh, wait a minute, (laughs) wait a minute, like, let me let me go within myself here and see what's really going on under the surface. Oh, no wonder I want to be so distracted with these other things that are mm-hmm. so tempting to our yeah. you know, little humanness, our human stuff.
0: Yeah. So again, I like in reflecting on what I was saying and then listening to what you're saying, it's like, I'm not saying that women aren't doing it because they are. And obviously you and I are sitting here. And sometimes I think it's strange when I hear that women aren't investing themselves. Cause it's like all I've been doing my whole life. And like, I, I only surround myself yeah. with people that do. So I, I sometimes, you know, I don't mean to be so polarizing and or divide, like saying it's black, it's not black and white for sure. And at the same time, it is true that more men are showing up to it. And that is also encouraging because you are absolutely correct. They are just, they need it too. Right. And in order for the women to be able to do it, the men also have to, we all have to be doing it together. It can't just be, that's right. It's not, the responsibility isn't just on one side. It's just an observation that what we're seeing is more on one side than the other. And like, it's pure observation and then us trying to speculate and have curiosity around it. Truly, well, And
1: it's also, I think, specific for what my my lenses right now is in yeah. the microdosing because yeah again the messaging is oh that's you know I mean we all men and women doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily you mm-hmm. know reflect on one or the other but it's like we're all sort of like we grew up a lot of us with the inundation of <laughs> well campaigns that were very much very much targeted don't do drugs
0: yes (laughs) and
1: this is dangerous and you will lose your mind and your family and you will die like you know like there's so much of that and
0: you you will die die. so you know (laughs) yeah
1: that messaging like especially for I think girls it's like oh like oh that's I'm not gonna you know who am I like I'm not gonna mess with that that sounds crazy you know so
0: yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, you know, just a counter. I mean, again, what I do is nothing to do with what you do and I still see it too. So I just think it's, true. it's it's interesting. It's, it's a fascinating thing, but um, gosh, what did you say that I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's the thing. And I can't remember now. I, I, I want for, this conversation to be a moment for you to reflect you being the listener on where are you not where are you not allowing yourself to be present enough to have enough self awareness that you <laughs> are what the only thing that's standing in the way of you and your abundant self. Right. And however you get there, it might be through Mm -hmm. therapy. It might be through coaching. It could Mm -hmm. be through movement. It could be through, um, you know, energy work. It's so many things are out there. And, the true purpose of weaving self-worth and all this conversation in, into Renee's journey is i know i've watched and i've seen a difference in her as she's gone on her own experience and and you heard me say it last time like i've always known she is who she is cuz i've always seen this but now watching someone believe it about themselves and feel it about themselves and allow themselves to be that playful and that you know fun and kind of loud, right? Like Renee got loud and Renee's always been loud. You know, it. another mutual yeah. friend of ours, Colleen, <laughs> I'll just say this. She was like, I was watching home videos with my family and I forgot how bold I was. And it's funny because I, I know Colleen so deeply that I'm like, dude, you are bold, but she kind of comes, you know, she, and I'm not saying that she doesn't bring her boldness to the room at all, but she also kind of brings this other side of Colleen and they're both true. Yeah. But when you really go, Oh, wow. Yeah. That bold, I was bold. Or when you're like, Oh yeah, I was, I'm creative and fun and whimsical. And Allowing yourself to truly express that again, however you find for yourself, people that you get there, get there. Like the world needs that from you. And one of the, one of the tools that Renee and I share in common is human design and did a human design reading for someone the other day who was so stuck in her stuckness. It didn't, and she resonated with what I was telling her, but I could just see from her energy that nothing was going to change right? Yeah. And what, why bring human design up is that's just another tool to give you just this this permission and this reminder of who you are.
1: Well, I, when you, before you even said what you said about human design, I was thinking, I mean, one of the most, gosh, like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an explorer. I like to look into stuff and try stuff on and, you know, Like that's my natural state. And I, I think that what really helped me to anchor this in was human design Mm -hmm. and also astrology together. I, you know, I have finally gotten it and I, you know, and I'm saying I've had multiple readings at multiple times and not everything lands at once. It's not like a cute little tied with a bow sort of experience, but the more self-study, I guess, into these areas for me, I mean, I it, I finally got it. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, yeah. that is. Like, something that I truly, truly am and here to, to be and do, and, you know. And, and so, anyway, just a shout out to those sorts of yes. tools. Because They're all those tools. life tools are, like...
0: I They're mean, probably
1: on. made the some of the most profound difference and help for me personally. Yeah. I mean, also you can appreciate in human design. Like some of us have a really hard time seeing ourselves. Some of us not so much, but I am definitely in the camp of I can't see myself. Like I can't see my, I, I mean, I am more and more now, but like, I can't see what I'm good at. I can't see how I help. I can't see, you know, there, I have such a blind spot when it comes to that. Like, I'm just kind of like waiting for someone else to tell me. And now I'm like, oh yeah, no, I get it now. A little bit more,
0: a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good point. And I think when you are on this path of self-study, you open yourself up to all the possibilities.
1: Yeah.
0: One way isn't the right way. Like, I see people who are still very dogmatic in their ways of thinking who are on this self-study path. And I'm like, "Mm, but you might be missing a few things. Because when we get, Oh no, it's just going to be this way. And this is the only path, like, let's say it's yoga, right? Like, Oh, this is the only, no, there's many paths in. This becomes just one way for us to get there. And while I'm not saying that everybody has to go out and explore everything and dabble in everything, like what about this just openness to it because without the openness how do we ever find that missing child that still is us it's not separate from us we weren't like 10 once then we changed bodies and now we're like whatever age we're at we're still that same person we just grew into a bigger body (laughs) like if you start really thinking about that we're just these kids that grew into bigger bodies
1: it's, a, maybe, it's like a point, maybe. I think a, a non, an easy entry point too, is just curiosity.
0: Curiosity. Like, oh,
1: you know, like I'm yeah. so curious about why when I was a kid, I felt so free and happy and fulfilled when I was doing performances for other people. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Because now somewhere along the line, I'm really, really afraid to show that side of myself. Yep. Yeah. Or to be judged, or people to have opinions, or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. The curiosity, I think, is a great place to start.
0: Lead with curiosity. Yes. Yes. Well, I think we gave you guys a lot to nibble on today. I know I took a million notes. (laughs) I I actually am walking away going, one of the very first things that you said was like, who am I to, and then dot, 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 insert the blanks. Right. And I think um, I'm going to kind of get back to who am I not to.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> who am I not exactly. to?
1: I mean, so part of what I've been doing lately, just to share if I can for a second, yes. like, part yeah. of what this process has really looked like for me to give you a tangible example is I am really feeling inspired creativ- cre- creatively to draw with color, with vibrancy, with like just no agenda, just to do it because it's what my soul wants to do, you know? Yeah. And and to share it because that's the other side is like, this is, you know, you said something earlier. It's like, we're pinging off of each other. Mm -hmm. And when you become freer, when you become more self-expressed authentically, you ping off of someone else that reflect, you know, that reflects back to them. And then they are like, oh, well, shit, maybe I can do that or, you know, whatever their version of that is. And so, yeah, so it's like, I just feel like this little, like, I, I definitely feel like I'm like old soul, but totally like this little kid just messing around doing these creative projects exploring this side of my you know I know that this is like a part of me to be I mean I have outer vision in my human design chart you know mm-hmm. as my what is that cognition mm-hmm. and I'm just like I love this stuff this is so exciting to me this is so fun to me and it's so freeing to do it and I don't know I think a you know i think that this creative fun more feminine side is like so much more um, of a balancing rebalancing for me you know because you said a second ago something that was like that's it like it's not so much it's like i you know we've all seen people who are like for the sake of self-improvement or growth or healing they start regimenting the shit out of their life. They're like up doing morning routines. They're like jour- without fail. They're yes. ice bathing. They're making smoothies. They're doing all these things, and it's like that's the same energy that it's got exa- you oh, to the place
0: my that you were. God. You know, sing me the right? song. I okay. So this could be another podcast. This whole self-improvement guru bullshit stop it and I'm not going to call any of them out because look whatever oh my god and I was this
1: way I was so this way it's embarrassing oh like, if we,
0: I no back, like, yeah no we were convinced it was the thing uh, yeah 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 like, no for sure there's different sure.
1: variations of this yes, that I have yes, ju- you
0: know yes yes like, and I watch it now and I'm like do Oh, well, and then, so, you know who I get? I get the people who are like, I can't keep up with it. I'm like, because you're not supposed to. <laughs> I mean, I don't say that to them. I don't yell at them. But guys, you know what? I'm having the most successful year in my business and I don't fucking get up at 5 a.m. I don't ice bath every day. I don't drink green smoothies every day. I sleep in. I read do my crossword puzzles on my phone. I spend time watching the birds. Listen to yourself.
1: Exactly. That's it. Because the inner voice is blocked. Like there's something blocking that. And it's much easier when you're blocked in that area to outsource it and to say like, I'm going to do it. What, you know, influencer B is doing on the internet because that sounds like what I need. Mm -hmm. So the real work of it, again, is that sense of like, Trusting yourself and trusting your intuition and your own inner knowing, and you know, yeah, fuck around, find out, but then go back to the drawing board and really evaluate. Like, is this serving me to eat this way, to do this thing, to do all the popular things? And I and I say that with microdosing too. I mean, I'm talking like everything. Oh, like all of it. Like, don't just do it because it's a bandwagon thing to do. Yes. Unless you just like to try things on, and like I do, I try on everything, and then I'm like, nope, done, moving on.
0: Yes, and I, I mean, I, I feel like this. You, if if you are part of my makeshift sure, happen community, and if you have coached with me, and if you've spent even five minutes with me, I am not paying Renee to say these things because <laughs> they've all heard me say it, Renee. Like I, I preach this all the time, all the time, and I pre, I, I say it because, and I also say, listen, I made these. Same mistakes. So I'm just here to help you get there a little fast. Like, really, that's all it is, right? We're just like, yes, there is beauty in this philosophy, find the pieces that work best for you and the time of day that it works for you and what you actually need, right? Like, everyone doesn't need to be dropping themselves in an ice bath and cold plunging every single day. Especially not
1: if you have adrenal issues. Like
0: especially and and saunas and all the things they're great guys, everything in moderation, but like this, again, this becomes a whole other conversation. I, um, before we go off on another tangent, I think we should, (laughs)
1: We're all right thought, be, well,
0: well I know I know only because I'm like wow this could like we could get into like 20 other conversations right now and I want I to know and we will we're gonna come together yeah. one more time um thank you for spending time with me once again today yes I appreciate it yes
1: yes put a pin in it and tell us and you, you tell us where we left off because I will not yeah just, you know well I'm, and have I no think
0: you know I think what we um where we were going is um we've kind of touched on today, but I would love to explore deeper with you next time, is all around this idea of reclaiming um that your self-abandoned parts.
1: I know. It's so good because right? when you do that, you trust yourself more. Yeah. And then you have that that knowing that we were yeah. just talking about. Yeah. So yes, we can so that's do where that. we'll and pick up. I'm excited to do that with you and with everybody hey, listening
0: clear that you guys watched the crescendo of Renee and I through this podcast as we got more and more excited, more and more passionate. So till next time, you guys, you know the drill, go be your magical selves.